Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Yesterday, I got a chance to spend time at agmarket.net's Farming for Profit, Not Price Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. And I got to sit down with the president of John Stewart and Associates, Brian Burke. We talked about the markets and just the current state of volatility in the trade. Here is that interview with Brian Burke from JSA. Overall, it feels like a, a lack of fresh news to kind of start the week, but there are plenty of news items underlining this trade right now, and just kind of, it's we've been seeing it for months, contributing to the volatility in these markets, Brian. Yeah, for sure. There, there's, it seems like we're never at a, at a shortage of topics, but I, I agree. The start of the week has been a, a little bit lethargic. Uh, mm-hmm. We're we're trying to kind of figure out some of the South American weather issues, which have been a little bit, we're kind of getting long in the tooth, I think, on the Argentine drought story. You know, you you can only price in so much of that every day before it starts to feel a little tired. Um, We do have this, you know, large South American crop within Brazil that's really starting to pick up steam. It's been a little bit late. That's caused some some business to come out of the United States, kind of in the spot market that has been a little supportive to export premiums here in the last week or two. You know, we're, we're definitely tra- transitioning to South America as it relates to soybeans. It's just how quick, how fast, and do we have any spot boats coming back to the U.S. or not? And again, so some of those stories are pretty played out in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think the, the biggest thing probably to watch for South America at this point is we know that Argentina's dry. We have the issues there, but some of this delay with this Brazilian harvest and subsequent safrina corn planting, mm-hmm. if that continues, I wonder how big of a story that could become in our market. Well, uh, certainly. And, and I'll just use the last two years as an example. So if you do talk about safrina corn, two years ago, we were, we were late in getting you know behind that soybean harvest and that pushed it into the dry season. And that safrina corn crop was really challenged mm-hmm. uh, two summers ago. It just the opposite happened last year. It was an early harvest to soybeans. It was an early planting to corn and they got most of them, the, the crop matured and did very well and had a record corn crop uh, in front of that dry season in Brazil, which uh, you know has resulted in, in the record corn production this year. So the fact that they're trending late on their soybean harvest does cause a little bit of concern on how quickly the corn crop gets put in. But it's, you know, it's, it's still not out, outside of a, a range of normal. I mean, when you look at year-over-year comparisons, yes, we're later than last year, but we're not much later than the five-year average either as it relates to soybean harvest and then therefore corn planting in Brazil. But as big as Brazil is, it's, it's a country to, to watch for sure. Now, I would ask you on kind of the end user side, you alluded to this, we kind of have the soybean window staying open here in the U.S., corn window waiting for it to open up. Obviously, we got the dynamics with China right now. We got the dynamics with the South American crop, et cetera. I look at basis here in the countryside, you know, for the farmer. I mean, there, there's so many things wrapped up in this cash side. What? How do you feel just from the end user's side? What are you hearing there as far as how they're feeling about this market as a whole right now. Sure. Uh, you know, the end user side overall this time of year is is pretty well covered. The dynamics you have in the United States is some of the highest interest rates we've seen in 15 years. You have a commercial grain system that really doesn't want to hold ownership. It mm-hmm. costs money to hold ownership. It costs more per bushel per month to hold that ownership. Uh, so they're, they're letting it go. And this time of year, we also typically see some, some traditional farmer movement. So if you look at the entire crop year, 
this January, February is not the most difficult two months to buy corn or to buy soybeans. And, and, and that's playing out relatively well. We had some basis premiums in the fall. We came off of a short crop. We've got a very short crop of corn in the West as we've had to do a little bit of East-West trading to kind of fill that hole in the West. And to, the, to a large extent, that's been done so far. Um, but that doesn't take away from the fact we could still see some fireworks this late spring and summer. It's just we're in that cash market period of time that's uh, a little heavy. Uh, coverage is pretty decent. And, and, and the flat price has kept the farmer engaged to a degree. And the commercial elevators just don't want to hold it. So all those things are combining at, at this time of the year you know, for a, a relatively soft-feeling cash market. Now, on the flip side, I know last year we, we couldn't stop talking about logistical issues, whether it was rail, river, truck, you name it. What are you seeing on that side of it as we get into 23 and look ahead? It feels like there's been some easing of some of the logistical issues. And there has. I mean, if you start with the different types of transportation, trucks are still a challenge, just simply putting drivers in all the trucks. And that still, I think, is an issue. But as you look at the rail and the barge side of things, we've come off of historically high barge freight this winter and, and, and fall into the winter. And we're back down into a bit more of a reasonable range. We're still kind of high, but not 2,000% a tariff high. So that's moderated quite a bit. I think the rail side is where we've seen also some pretty major improvement. Mm -hmm. You know, turn times of shuttle trains, whether they be to the southeastern feed markets or to the uh, Texas panhandle, we've gone through periods of time where the average turn time this fall was double what it normally is. And we're really starting to see those come back into a pretty normal range. And we even have some clients that have said, look, I've got some trains back um, a little bit quicker than average. You know, a, a turn from Indiana to uh, North Carolina for a corn train that might take, uh, you know, eight or nine days on average came back in four. Mm -hmm. So to see those types of things is a good sign. You know, smooth running logistics uh, makes everyone's life a little easier. <laughs> it definitely does. Definitely does. Brian, real quick before we wrap it up, any final thoughts you would want to share? Anything on your mind here as we really dive into 2023? You know, one of the things I talked about at the conference today was, you know, the, the excitement we have in the renewable fuel space, especially renewable diesel. And we can spend a whole other segment talking about it. But I really do believe... We, we, we have a, a great story in U.S. agriculture for the next several years. That doesn't mean we're going to have the same profit margins or the same prices, but I think the demand base that we're building in this country is, is continuing to, to outshine you know, maybe what our export opportunities are. So I, I really think the U.S. continues to do a great job of building domestic demand, domestic value-added efforts, and renewable diesel is, is just the front and center uh, storyline along that same theme today. Well, I would agree, and I would agree we could spend another segment talking about it. We'll have to save that conversation for another day, sir. Anytime. Brian Burke, president of John Stewart & Associates JSA here at the agmarket.net Farming for Profit, Not Price Conference. Brian, thanks so much for the time. Anytime. And again, great stuff there with Brian Burke, the president of John Stewart and Associates and agmarket.net, of course, is a division of JSA. And thanks to them for having me during their Farming for Profit, Not Price Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. We'll have more updates from that conference here coming up in the next uh, week or so. We also have more coverage to get to from last week's National Cattlemen's Beef Association trade show and the cattle industry convention in New Orleans. So we have plenty of content coming your way here the next 
couple of weeks on American Ag Today, as well as staying on top of the latest news headlines in agriculture and much more. So definitely stay tuned here to future episodes of American Ag Today, produced, of course, by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. That's going to do it for today's episode. Have a great rest of your day.